This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy's team. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. A good Wednesday afternoon to all of you. Listening to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. Theticketfm.com. 402-464-5685. That is the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. That is the Sarder Heyman text line. We want to hear from you. We've got a pretty packed show today. CBS Sports has their official Nebraska win total. I'll tell you what that number's at. We've been talking about the GOATs all week. Who's the GOAT? of baseball. Shootout with Strick obviously comes up at 445 every single day. We're going to talk about the best individual seasons in the NFL that didn't win an MVP, hitting the hardwood. A lot of things to talk about. What's wrong with Jason Tatum? Steph Curry, is he in your top 10? Kyrie's looking for a long-term deal? Huh? And then we'll talk about our ending storylines. Very packed show. Again, on the block, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, 402-464-5685. We want to hear from you. Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, joining me too. How you doing, man? Today is another day. Another We're here day. on the block, and it's uh, good to be here. It's uh, another hot one. It's uh, it is another hot. day where the series is popping off, jumping off, and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, news in the air, but not a whole bunch of it. No, not I mean, too much. Not too Oklahoma crazy. is officially in the College World Series final, I guess you should say then. So they will be representing the Big 12 or... If you want to look at it, that they'll be representing the SEC, we could have an all-SEC College World Series because Ole Miss and Arkansas, they're going to face off here within the next hour or two. So yep. it'll be very fascinating. A lot happening over in Omaha. We're going to have to get box opinions on all of that because he is still out for the remainder of this week. He was out last week, too. Next couple days, he's been in Omaha for the College World Series this entire time. Again, 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. We want to hear from you. And this one should be interesting because – I talked about it a little bit on the water cooler, so if you're just joining us, I'll go ahead and go over it again. So Nebraska football, uh, they have CBS Sports. His name is Tom Fernelli, works for CBS Sports, and he came out with his official predictions for Nebraska football. And to preface this, Nebraska's preseason win total set by Caesars Sportsbook is at 7.5. So keep that in mind when when I go over what he says here. So... I'm going to say this in quote, and then I'm just going to get your immediate reaction, Strick, and I want to get your guys' immediate reactions, too. 402-464-5685. So, Tom Fernelli of CBS Sports, he writes, Can the greatest 3-9 and nine team of all time improve to 8-4 and four in 2022? Considering Nebraska played like a 6-6 six and six team last year, it technically wouldn't be that large a leap, but I'm not going to bet on it. Honestly, I don't know what anybody has seen from Nebraska over the last eight years that would make them optimistic about anything. However, I think we'll see a rebound from a lot of the horrific breaks this team suffered last year. The greatest 3-9 and nine team of all time will be a perfectly mediocre 6-6 six and six team. It might even go 7-5, and five, but betting on 8-4 and four seems foolish. Reactions, Eric Strickland. 
I mean, I see where he's coming from, and I understand what he's 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 trying to say. I think I too kind of fell in that best case scenario seven and five area. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say it the way that he said it, right, is that's what rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, that's that's something that's kind of throwing me a little off a little bit because I don't think. It is as bad as what he is alluding to, per se. Um, I do want to say that this 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 particular Nebraska team has a lot to prove. Um, when I look at the games that he is he is referencing, the Northwestern, I always said it's going to be one of the ones that is going to tell us a lot about this Nebraska I team. Um, I think then you use or hopefully use the momentum of of playing well and being able to take some good film and and take that momentum and take care of business against North Dakota and then also with Georgia Southern. And then you're you're going to face a, a you know a not good Indiana team. Mm-hmm. Then you're able to take revenge hopefully on an Illinois team. Wouldn't that be nice? And then you're gonna you know you're gonna have a, a you know. Um, some fights against Minnesota. I think that'll be a good fight. I think Purdue will be tough. I also think Rutgers is going to be tough. I think they have a chance to clip Oklahoma. I did too. Um, and then I think they may split against an Iowa and a Wisconsin. I think they'll probably lose up there in Michigan. So I think there's a couple of games that can go either way that can put you into that – I know there's some Kool-Aid out there, and I'm not trying to say I'm drinking. I'm just saying. I'm drinking it. I'm just saying. I I think there are a couple of games that if things swing the right way, they're able to to not have to fight uphill or they're not fighting against the chains or they're not putting themselves in bad field position or special teams is killing you because – you know the the field position is is in the wrong direction most of the night, and if it's just solid and and it's been don't break and and you force a couple turnovers, I think a couple of those games, i.e. your Purdue's, i.e. Um, you know the Rutgers and the Minnesota, I think those games can put you in a category to where you end up with eight nine win season. It's it's really interesting, and I want to bring this up too. I want to make sure that everyone knows. So the losses that he has. Are here. Let me just go ahead and run through the losses. And as you guys know, I've already looked at the win totals for those teams, and I'll, I'll go over those in a second. So the wins he against are against Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia Southern. That means that you start three and zero. You would drop one against Oklahoma, how he predicts, and then Indiana. You would start your season four and one. If they're not ranked, I'm telling you, they're going to be one of the teams right outside of that. And then his other wins, he has Illinois, Minnesota, losses to Oklahoma, Rutgers, Purdue, Michigan, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Now, for reference, he has a loss against Rutgers. Rutgers, actually, their win total at 4.5 is the same as Illinois and Indiana. So if you're projecting them to beat Illinois and Indiana, I I think that it's safe to put Rutgers in that group, and Text Lines agrees with me, too. We aren't going to lose to Rutgers, LOL. And then it's where it gets really interesting because Nebraska's win total at 7.5. That's the same as Purdue, who he has a loss. It's the same as Iowa, who he has a loss. And then Wisconsin is one over at 8.5. So what I think is is so fascinating about this, and I'm going to ask the text line and I'm going to ask you, Strick, if you start 3-0 and 
never been done in the Scott Frost era, never won three games in a row. Even if you drew, do drop one to Oklahoma, by this prediction, by my prediction, by probably your prediction too, you beat Indiana. You start 4-1. and one. Again, if you're not ranked, you are on the very outside looking in. You are considered nationally, by the national audience, a good football team. What do you do from there? Because his situation is you start 4-1, and one, then you close out the season 2-5. and five. Your window is six and three is how he has it starting out. You can't get rid of a six and three coach. As much as Nebraska fans say six wins isn't enough, whether that's right, wrong, or you're indifferent about that statement, if you start six and three, you're not getting rid of your head coach. So then you drop the final three. What do you do? Yeah, that's the tough spot to be put in if this situation is correct. Well, I, I think I think obviously the buyout and all those things are executed. It's already been minimized. You can't execute it during season. You just have to wait till after season. And after season, then you make a decision. Do you stay internal or do you uh, go external? Right. Or or do you – because I think that's the assessment that's going to take place. You're going to be able to look internal to see which – areas of the of the program either was stagnant was terrible was flawed uh, got better was thriving and you're able to take that into account then you're able to look internally and say okay um, as you've been watching over the season who are the players gravitating to who do they like who can they get behind you know because at that point you you really what um, how, then Scott would have what one more year left I believe or one or two. I think it may be two, two, possibly, right? So then your your buyout becomes more manageable. Then if you find something internal to where you can not have to pay the premium, mm-hmm. but then you can also pay a solid show improve and let those two years where you're not getting killed and destroyed by salaries of trying to right. pull in another Scott Frost type of hire outside hire and then now you you know you ballooned your 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 salary in that aspect of a head coach I think if you can find something internal where you can balance that off it's a show improved contract it's going to be nice and better than what you're getting as far as your assistant job but if you prove your worth and we're going to take good care of you you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying I, I think that's the best option and best scenario out there it's tough. We're, I'm going to get to the text line here, 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text line. Space Cadet says, who's to say we can't be the Michigan State from last year with all the good additions from the portal, not to mention the schedule is very favorable. I, Again, I have to agree with them on I that. I agree. If you're taking out Michigan State and Ohio State and you're plugging in – Even Penn State. India, Penn State that didn't play last year, but, yes, they avoid Penn State again, yeah. like you said, and then you're throwing in – Rutgers and Indiana, who by Vegas's odds are arguably the worst teams in the Big Ten outside of Northwestern, who has legitimately the lowest at three and a half win total. I don't know why you can't say that that could be a possibility. Again, this scenario that he puts out, I think, is the most interesting one. Wilmot says, uh, optimistic, ten and two, Kool Aid drinker, go big red. Realistically, more like six and six or seven and five. Oh, he said it this morning on BJ's show. Nice, I like that one. And then he says, winning is infectious, and belief can go a long way. You start by dropping games, and doubt sets in. I think that's kind of what happened to the team last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then latter guy, I want to get to what he says. Six wins is not enough. 
because it's not a pat on the back to go 4-1. It is the expectation that they do. Here's, here's why this is so interesting to me, is that the six wins, the way that it plays out is so tough to get rid of your coach because you're starting 3-0, and 4-1, and and then the dominoes are going to fall to 6-3. and like I said earlier, that's when that six and three, that week eight mark is where your buyout drops. It's where you're if you if you wanted to get rid of Scott Frost, it's not going to cost you as much of a pretty penny as it is now. I understand all that, but if you're sitting at six and three, you've already clinched a bowl game. You are competitive in the Big Ten West. You are at the top of possibly competing for a Big Ten championship. If you drop the last three games, yes, it's disappointing. Those are the most difficult teams on your schedule outside of Oklahoma. Like, I, I understand what you guys are saying. I get it. Six and six. This is the University of Nebraska. Six wins is not acceptable. But you got to realize where the program is right now. And six wins, when you start out four and one, six and three, this team will be ranked with those type of records. This will be a ranked football team. When is the last time Nebraska fans could say that? It's been a while. It hasn't been in the Scott Frost era. So I just think we might need to pump the brakes on this six wins isn't going to be enough because if this is the scenario that plays out, Strick, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they get rid of him. I don't. I, <laughs> um, like I say, especially if you start off the way that you start. If you if you start off the way that some people, even, even as he's projecting – um, is it for Fernelli or Fernelli? Fernelli, yeah. right? It's Tom Fernelli with CBS Tom Sports. Fernelli. If Fernelli, if 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 you start off the way Fernelli is projecting it, right? Um, four and one, basically. Which is what the, the loss is going to yeah. be the Oklahoma loss, which is not a bad loss. No, it wouldn't be. Um, at that point, you're four and one, but I like the idea, especially if you lose tight. If you get blown out by Oklahoma, that could change the scope of your your feelings and emotions about it, right? Because you knew that a couple of those early games are ones that you should have won. And if you if you play them tough, a um, couple things happen: interception, or you know you just can't finish the drive to win the game, or the mm-hmm. field goal goes awry, right. or, you know, they score late and you just couldn't get the stop. You know, just something like that. I think it bodes better than if they came in here and blew you, you know, blew you out by I 21 agree. or 28 points, I right? Agree. So if it's a tight 4-1, you still can carry momentum into those next games that follow until you get to the later half of the gauntlet. You want to try to be at – Six and six and one, or so. When you hit Purdue, you don't want to hit Purdue kind of on a slide down because that's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough one to win. So I think if you can carry the momentum of a close game or even a win against Oklahoma, that can change the trajectory of your whole season. If not, you you, you know if you lose to Northwestern, win the two and then that's take an not. L to Oklahoma, I think it it. It could start teetering yeah. on the edge of la di di ru la Cliff. Here here so this is how the scenario would play out going to that Purdue game. If if his projections are correct, which I'm still don't know if I'm buying a loss at Rutgers, but this is this is the reference that we're using. They're the ones that are the what is it called? The um it, it, they're they're the ones that is like the 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 
the Cinderella. They're the ones that are like the ones that could possibly <laughs> just yeah. come out of nowhere. And, and they you're could. Like, Whoa. But I'm not saying yeah, that's no. them. I don't believe it, but they're the ones that could no. surprise people, I'm, I think, of the of the Big Ten right now. I'm I don't think it's Indiana. I, I think Purdue's going to be solid. But I think Rutgers is the ones that, if they're going to surprise people, they'll be the ones that surprise I think it would be Rutgers, but, again, I, but I, don't, I don't know, know if I'm buying Rutgers. But buying. it is on the road. There is something to be said for that, and it's a night game on a Friday. So, okay, maybe. So, going into that Purdue game, you would be 4-2. and two. You drop one to Purdue, you sit at 5-3, and three, but then he has them losing to Illinois – and or you drop one to Purdue, you're sitting at four three. Then he has him winning against Illinois and Minnesota. You finally get the monkey off your basket back against Minnesota. You you win against Illinois, get your revenge. There's that six and three. And then again, the 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 problem is the way that the schedule is set up. It can become a slippery slope. Michigan outside of Oklahoma is the toughest team that you play on your on your schedule. If you play them close, I'm not considering that a bad loss. That's six and four. You lose to Wisconsin at home. Listen, how many years have you lost straight to Wisconsin? Wisconsin's a legitimate 8-9 win football team every single year. Unfortunately, that's not where Nebraska football is right now. You're sitting at 6-5. and five. So that Oklahoma, that Iowa game at the end of the season, which is a toss-up, gets you at either 7-5 and five or 6-6. Six and six. It's unfortunate that this is the way that the schedule plays out. But unfortunately, your toughest three games, your worst three-game stretch are the games that a lot of people are saying are going to decide Scott Frost's fate. But if he goes into that stretch 6-3, and three, I just don't know if anything is going to be changed. I don't think mm-hmm. anything's going to be moved. Wilmot says, look at the volleyball program. Do you think they go into matches hoping that they will win? They go in knowing and expecting to win each and every game. I understand that, and I think that's what's great about the volleyball program. But look at the direction of the programs here. Like, Let's not act like Nebraska – is competing for national championships right. like the volleyball program is. I'm telling you right now, if you went to the Tom Osborne well-oiled machine in the 90s, guess what? They probably went in knowing and expecting to win every game too. VJ will be VJ and Jay will be the first two to tell you that. They were going into every game saying we're going to smack you in the mouth and we're going to win this football game. That's not the state of the program. And it's and it's slow progress to the top, but that's just how it works in college football now. Nebraska is not Alabama. Nebraska is not Ohio State. Nebraska is not Clemson. It's going to take time. And if Nebraska is a six-win team with a chance to win a bowl game, and if this is the scenario that plays out, I just don't see how you can get rid of him. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. Eric says 4-1 and one with win over Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia, Southern, Indiana. There's no way Nebraska's ranked. Evidently, your IQ drops 40 points when they put a microphone in front of you. I <laughs> Listen, I think that 3-0 and oh, – Nebraska will have votes to be ranked against in that Oklahoma game. I would be I would be very surprised if they didn't. And then if you start out four and one, depending on how the rest of the scenarios go, depending on how the records go, normally if you're sitting at four and one, you have an opportunity to be ranked. And if you go back to what I said, I said that they're either going to be ranked or they're going to be in a spot to be ranked. I don't know. I don't think that's too outlandish of a statement. No. Uh- I, I I don't think that is an outlandish statement. I I think I think Oklahoma will kind of you know again if you come into Oklahoma three zero you'll probably have a few votes. Um, you'll have votes, but I think if you if you clip Oklahoma and if you, you beat know, Oklahoma in your four zero you are one hundred percent right. Beat them well. 
I mean, I mean, I think you and you beat them. Not right. not that you scrape by by the hair of your chin. Even chin, if you chin. scrape I think by, you get more I think votes. you might get ranked. I don't know. You I don't think, think? I think it would take one or two more. Oklahoma is going to be top ten in the country, and you're starting you out four. So? And I think they're preseason number nine. Hmm. Okay. Well, then, yeah. If so they, if you if start they, out the season four and beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma I think and, unless ranked. if Oklahoma doesn't drop the ball early in the season with somebody clipping them, then. And they're where they are supposed to be right now. I think if you beat them, yeah, then that, I think that so changes too. My and mind. again, I think if you beat it, Indiana, if you're sitting at four and one, I think you got a pretty good shot of being ranked. Ladder guy asked this. I'll ask you this. So, are things different with a win against Rutgers and a loss against Minnesota? So we can go ahead and look at the schedule. So uh, they beat Rutgers. That would mean that you start out five and one. Five and one again. I think we need to start having a discussion that this team will probably be ranked. And then you go. Lose to Purdue, five and two, win against Illinois, six and two. So you go into Minnesota six and two. The problem that I think you run into if you go into Minnesota and you did beat Rutgers is that that means that you would drop the final four games. That's when it becomes a little bit more challenging, which I think is maybe not a likely scenario. I think it's a very possible scenario. I don't know. It, it, it's very interesting. And I, I, again, I don't know how it's going to shape out. I think this is a very interesting scenario that he raises, too. I think he was being a little bit disrespectful to Nebraska football because I think there are reasons to be optimistic. NIL, the quarterback situation, you have a, a proven starter, the transfer portal in general, you have the seventh best transfer class in the entire country. There are reasons to be optimistic. Do not forget that, Husker fans. And let's, you know what? Let's say this. Nebraska, let's just get ranked this season. Even if it's early. Let's get ranked. Why not? Let's go. Why not? Drink the Kool-Aid. Sprinkle a little vodka in it. I don't see why not. But we will see. Time will tell. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We will be right back. You'll listen to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket.